Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello, and welcome to this episode's Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. And my name's Alan. We are a weekly chat show dedicated to bringing the latest news on Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney to you. (laughs) Now that you said that, the name of this podcast totally makes sense. I despise you. Margot is. So... We just had a very busy weekend. We went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Went kayaking. Mm-hmm. And I, we went to a bunch of comic book stores. Because why? Because <laughs> Saturday was free comic book day. Yeah, it was my first free comic book day. Even though I went to four, I experienced one free comic book day. <laughs> yeah, the other <laughs> ones didn't have any. But this does wrap in because... Wrap, wrap, wrap. Because I purchased the legendary, I believe from 1982, Dazzler number one comic. Wow. I'm so excited to finally have my hands on it. I should have got it the first time I went to this place. I love her as a character. It was a really weird episode one <laughs> where she, like everybody's in it. But yeah, it's now in my collection. Yeah. Guys, we like raced to San Diego in traffic, uh, <laughs> trying to get this uh, comic book, and we made it, obviously. With a few minutes to spare. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, like, looking at the ETA on a GPS every, like, second, and it was fun. And this one I can talk about because Disney owned this property not too long ago, but we went to a sock store <laughs> and they had uh, three Power Ranger socks left. They had uh, the Black Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, or the Blue Ranger. So I grabbed the Black Ranger mm-hmm. and I walked up to the counter where the guy had already gushed about how much he loved my X-Men tattoos. Oh, and uh, he was like, oh, you're getting uh, Zach, huh? I was like, well, to be fair, it could also be Adam. <laughs> and he flipped over the socks and their packaging. He's like, to be fair, it does say Zach specifically on the packaging. So just like if you picked up the red one, it would say Jason. And if you picked up the blue one it would say billy i was like okay (laughs) it's like um well i'm gonna take my adam socks and leave (laughs) yeah but but i like right when i heard that i ran out of the store pretending i didn't know you did you yeah oh i didn't see you do that exactly so this guy who worked at the sock store he was amazing i love him he was so fun (laughs) yeah he was cool and you know sean was just Milking it for like, oh, did you see this tattoo I have? Did you see this other tattoo I have? <laughs> yeah, he loved the attention. I did, I did. <laughs> All right, but let's go ahead and talk about some news. Yes, let's. Let's. All right, so we finally got a little more information on the Emperor's resurrection because he just kind of came back in uh, <laughs> yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. Do you want to do you want do you want to know something? What? I don't care. <laughs> People have made a big deal about this. I don't care. But but the fans, they I care. Know. I know. <laughs> the explanation is still not completely um, very detailed, but it's 
pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because it's close to what was in the uh, expanded universe books. It's not too far off. So Okay. So they explain this more in um, some of the books in Star Wars Lost Stars and Star Wars Aftermath. So basically, Palpatine being this evil guy who wants to live forever, he started putting contingencies in place to uh, clone himself so that way he can just keep on living. So uh, he went, he was doing a lot of these experiments on Exegol, uh, which we've first heard about in The Rise of Skywalker. And since they've actually had Darth Vader go to Exegol in the Darth Vader comic. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's been doing these experiments. They explained that uh, one of the Palpatines that was cloned, who we found out was Ray's father, was one of the failed experiments. And then Snoke was also a failed experiment. And so once the experiments, once the clones weren't going well and the body that Palpatine has been cloned into, because his consciousness when he died at Vader's hands moved to the clone that we see in Rise of Skywalker. So once they saw that that body wasn't complete and that it was already deteriorating, he went on a search to figure out, well, where should I put my consciousness? <laughs> and that's what led him to Ray. And then we're supposed to see that throughout the trilogy, the sequel trilogy, that everything he does is to draw Ray towards him because he wants to take over her body. In the famous words of Sean, I don't care. Wow. <laughs> I mean, no, that's interesting, but like, honestly, like if they really wanted to resurrect him, they would have found a way to do it. And they did. Yeah. So, and one thing I noticed and uh, this just ended, so I know it's still fresh. This shouldn't be too much of a spoiler though. In the very end of the Bad Batch, I won't say what happens, but we get kind of a big wrap up on the planet of Kamino, which we saw in the prequel trilogy where they're cloning the uh, clone troopers mm-hmm. or Jango Fett. And at the very end, they take one of the cloners and they say you're going to be very important to the Empire. So in my opinion, I think that's a hint that like this is where the cloning starts all the way back in the prequels with one of the early cloners. So I thought that was a really nice touch. Nice. And I could be wrong, but it makes sense to me. Well, I can't wait to finish (laughs) finish it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I just got word actually right before we started recording this that uh, the end of the Bad Batch is now considered by Disney as being like the end of the prequel saga. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It does wrap a few things up. Well, Some I, of the things that I wanted to, but I'm not going to say yeah, what. No spoilers. No I spoilers. Because you haven't seen it yet. It's going to be a while until I see it because I still need to see Clone Wars. <laughs> and you're going to be busy soon with your uh, magic key. <gasps> yes. <laughs> we all are going to be busy. So as we know, as everyone knows that we like how we announced it uh, last week, um, the magic keys, which is Disneyland's new annual pass program. They're starting to go on sale at Um, But to help entice people to get their pass as soon as possible, those who purchase their Magic Key Pass um, within the first 60 days of the release, which is basically um, October 30th, you get a free uh, enamel pin that says Magic Key uh, in the shape of a Mickey head um, connected to an actual like key-looking, skeleton key-looking thing. 
Um, so I don't see that Disney or I didn't see like if Disney's going to like mail this out to people or if you're going to get it when you're in your first visit to the parks, but this is something cool. Um, I'm glad that Disney's doing this to help add a hype. And then, you know, I just love free things from Disneyland or just from Disney. Um, you should see my fridge. It's full of the, uh, legacy <laughs> pass holder, um, magnets. So <laughs> yeah, just, you know, something free and uh, collectible for us. So again, the magic uh, key passes go on sale August 25th. And then if you buy it uh, before October 30th, you get this cool looking pin. Yay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be getting my pass like first day it's available. Yeah. We just need to figure out the first day to go. Yeah, exactly. You know what else is happening in the world of Star Wars? What? There are heavy rumors that in the Ahsoka show starring mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson, <laughs> that casting has begun for a Sabine Wren actress. Oh, I don't know her. Sabine, I think, is one of the fan favorites from Rebels. Okay. She uh, is a Mandalorian, so she has a little rocket, and she has a helmet, and she has cool hair that's like... I think sometimes purple and sometimes blue and it goes like in a fade from one color to another. Mm-hmm. But this is exciting because now this will be yet another uh, 3D animated cartoon character that we get to see in person. Yeah. And being that she is a Mandalorian, maybe she'll even be representative as a live action character in um, The Mandalorian. I can't believe you couldn't think of that title. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, the voice actress of Sabine has said that she's very interested in playing the role, which would fit in with uh, we also had a few other voice actors get cast as their role. So I'm very much in support of this. If she can act and she can look the role, let's do it. I mean, it, I think it saves Disney money if they were just to use my actor. Yeah, they already have them on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, what if Spider-Man wasn't in the what if? He wasn't. What? What? If? So this is the what if? Yeah. What happened? It was too dark is what I heard. Oh. That's interesting because I feel like over the years, especially recently, like with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, it's definitely the opposite of being dark. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that this ended up skewing to be a bit darker. Yeah. So this is news that comes from AC Bradley, who was a writer for what if, and on the post credit podcast, he talked about a few of the stories were too dark, even for the show. So the one that he was referring to specifically here is where Spider-Man turns into a real spider. And apparently he compared it to the movie The Fly. Oh. Yeah, so it's pretty... That is creepy. But, I mean, in one of the comics, didn't Peter Parker end up turning into Spider one time? Yeah, he's turned... He's uh, gotten multiple arms. He's turned into an actual, like, man-spider-looking thing. Mm -hmm. And they explored that, too, in the 90s cartoon. So I'm wondering, like how much like a spider he was because if if he's comparing it to the fly have you ever seen the fly 
a long time ago, but yes. Yeah, so he, like, uh, throws up on his food. He eats people. Like, it's gross. So I'm wondering if how close it is to the fly. Yeah. If they say it was too much for PG-13, like, it's depicted in a very dark way. Yeah. (laughs) It could have been, like, what if Spider-Man turned into... A fairy. A fairy man. Well, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. Like, literal wings. Come on, people. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. (laughs) Jinx, you only said a... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, what was your reaction for what we got so far for What If? I liked it. So, yeah, we saw the first episode of What If uh, with Peggy Carter. uh, Captain Corsa. Turning into, yeah, Captain Carter. Um, it was cool just seeing, you know, a uh, heroine, um, uh, seeing like what that story would look like if a female had rose to the occasion. Um, yeah. And then we also saw, you know, familiar characters too, like Bucky Barnes, um, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, who still kind of inched his way into the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw, um, um, I can't remember his first name right now, but Daddy Stark. Yeah. Daddy Stark. <laughs> Daddy Stark. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I do really like Captain Carter. I think she's an exciting hero, and like, I like the fact that she's British. So we're not only seeing you know different people of color, but we're also seeing here like people of different nationalities taking up the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Alan said, I won't go too into detail. My only complaint was how much steve rogers like came into the story yeah i think in a way it took away from like we have this awesome female hero but then it kind of got overshadowed by like yeah this other character (laughs) so yeah yeah but i mean aside from that too the animation looked really cool yeah so i overall i enjoyed it it was good I, i can't wait to see the next episode yeah the only other complaint that somebody brought up is the fact that uh it was really interesting. And, like, we're not going to see any more of that story. That's true. Because mm-hmm. it's more of, like, an anthology, right? Yeah. So every episode is going to be just a quick 23-minute, like, what if this happened? And yeah. then it's done. So, I mean, they could maybe in another season come back to some of the fan favorite ones. Or maybe, like, they'll cross each other in later episodes. But I think that's just me being hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it would be exciting if disney did go back if the rumors are true go back to the spider-man what if and do some like a darker maybe like a halloween special type of episode i think that would be pretty cool or you know if they can't air it on disney plus they can air it on hulu like what they do with modok that's true yeah disney you gotta get on this get on this disney yeah. we want doc <laughs> speaking of dark mm-hmm so, does the name Michael Waldron mean anything to you? No. Who is that? I didn't think it would, but he's the creator of Loki, <laughs> the show. Oh, I know that show. So, Michael Waldron has come out and said, well, not come out, but he's come out and said <laughs> <laughs> that fans have still not found one Easter egg in the show. Wow, but there are, right? What? Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. Yeah. But there's there's one that he says has still been missed. Hmm. Yeah. Did he say what it is or no one? It's no, he just said it's out there <laughs> okay. and he challenged people to rewatch. 
Get those numbers up. I know, right? I'm just like, yeah. Watch, there's probably, nothing. Yeah. Or what would be really funny if there's like a literal Easter egg like sitting in a corner <laughs> of the office. It's a low-key Easter egg. Yeah. The it's one. just an Easter egg with the low-key horns. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, you have the time to rewatch Loki, be on the lookout for an Easter egg that has not been mentioned as of yet. But does it like say like what it, it's linked to? No. Wow. And Link is Nintendo. He's from The Legend of Zelda. Well, we were talking about Power Rangers earlier, so it's free game this episode. Power Rangers was actually owned by Disney for a minute. For a minute. <laughs> Not that season, though. Well, actually, <laughs> they remade the early seasons while it was owned by Disney. <laughs> is that what it said on the back of the cover? Wow. It's Zach. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So more MCU news. Um, I know we're all excited um, for um, the Ant-Man coming out. But MCU is actually recasted um, the the um, the role of Cassie Lang. Uh, Previously, she it was uh, Catherine Newton, but they actually replaced her with. Oh, sorry. Emma Furman, who replaced uh, Catherine Newton. And some of us might know her uh, from the movie Freaky Friday. That's kind of why I was excited about this, because I was like, oh, I know her. Um, And that's kind of what they were um, talking about, or like the speculation of why they kind of switched her out is because she is kind of a more known actress. Um, So, yeah, just a little news for the for Ant-Man coming up. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um. The way it was done was a little sketch. Like, the actress wasn't even told. Like, Mm -hmm. she heard the news just like everybody else. But, um, yeah, I I guess if it makes sense for where they're going with the movie, we'll see. Or maybe they weren't happy with the first actress. So, I think as long as the new actress is better and it makes sense, then it's fine. Yeah. So, did you know after watching Black Widow, there were other... Black Widow endings. What? They had like 10 of them that they were going between. Okay, I heard about one of them. I'm Uh going to talk that one out real quick. Okay, go ahead. I heard there's one where she's like riding in a car through her old neighborhood and she sees kids playing dressed as the Avengers, Mm -hmm. even though at this point the Avengers are outlawed. So seeing that like they're still heroes in people's eyes is supposed to show us like that inspired her to reunite the Avengers. And that leads into infinity war. Yeah. That was the one I was going to talk about. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that's the one I talked about. Yeah. But it was also cute too. Cause they, so if you watch it on Disney plus, I believe they also released like they released all of the alternate ending, endings. And yeah, this was the one that was talked about the most. Um, what was cool though like in addition to seeing her getting inspired with all the Avengers playing together or the kid Avengers playing together um, she also saw the little girl playing as or acting as a Black Widow oh yeah, so that's kind of a little cute thing like the little girl kind of shot her the like Black Widow bracelet kind of like shooting her and then um, the real Black uh, Widow returned the favor of just shooting back at her like, that's weird what she shot a little girl. <laughs> it's not real. It's all imaginary. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she went back to, it was, I think, Ohio and um, 
just you know one more memory of her past okay yeah so it was a cute i that was a cute one you're a cute one oh so speaking of black widow (laughs) yes so we all know what happened with black widow we talked about it on a previous episode so disney had said it was going to release straight to theaters and not simultaneously to Disney Plus, and then they breached that and put it on Disney Plus the same day it was in theaters for the premium access price of twenty nine ninety nine. Disney has come out and said that Shang Chi will not have a simultaneous distribution. So it will just be in theaters, right? It'll just be in theaters for the first forty five days, mm-hmm. and then it will go on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, here's my opinion. (laughs) I find you a little bit sketch, Disney. (laughs) Because we just went through all this mess where Disney's like, it made us so much money. Like, uh, Scarlett is just not respecting COVID. And she's a horrible person because she wants money that we promised her. But we're going to change the way we're doing things right after this happened. Mind you, since then to, like, now the cases of COVID have gone up, too. So, it's not like we're in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is like what you mentioned. It is pretty sketch um, that they're doing this. Yeah. I mean, I think the best thing for Disney right now would be if they just modified the terms in the actors agreements, mm-hmm. like what we said Warner Brothers has done. I think that would make everybody happy because then people can still watch from home. The actors still get paid what they're promised. And those of us who like seeing things on the big, big screen can still go see it on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still excited to see it in theaters, but it, it sucks that, yeah. <laughs> that this happened. Yeah, and I just wish Disney... I mean, I still love you, Disney. I'm still going to give you all my money. Don't worry. <laughs> but I just wish you would uh, play a little better right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're playing some dirty pool right now. Yeah, but it's interesting, too. And I know we didn't... I, we talk, We agreed not to talk about it, but, like, it's kind of funny how Disney is kind of making both sides angry at this time right now because on the flip side um oh, what's his name the, the the actor the main character in shang chi oh yeah, yeah. he uh, i guess when disney announces this he's like yeah we're making this an experiment of <laughs> releasing it only in theaters first 45 days um to see what happens well <laughs> he in response to that um he basically posted on his twitter um, saying we're not an experiment. I mean, this is like the first major Asian-led uh, motion picture in the MCU, um, and just to call something very culturally culturally significant an experiment is probably not the best term to use. Yeah, I see. His name is a uh, Simu Liu. Yes, I see why he's upset by it, but I think he took it out of context. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, everybody's <laughs> mad at Disney right yeah. now. <laughs> Poor Disney. Yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note, <laughs> uh, we got an article about the upcoming um, Star Wars project. So I thought we'd run through that just to give everybody an idea of what to look forward to. And these, some of these have been announced for a while. Some of them we got a little more information on, so that's why I thought it would be good for a review and also just for maybe something new for some people. Yeah. So one of them I'm really excited about is uh, it's been announced for December 22nd, 2023. (laughs) So we got some time on that one. 
But this is actually going to be Rogue Squadron. So this is based on the Rogue Squadron video game that came out on, I believe, Nintendo's... No, GameCube. GameCube. Oh, wow. Nintendo GameCube. Wow. And there's also, like, book series on Rogue Squadron that focus mostly on Wedge Antilles. Um, the movie itself, though, it looks like it would focus more on a more contemporary group. Like, one that's in more of, like, the sequel trilogy era is what it sounds like. Since Mm -hmm. um, the actor who plays Wedge, who's actually... um, Why can't I think right now? He plays uh, Obi-Wan. Ian McGregor. Yeah. He's Ian McGregor's uncle. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's, like, the favorite pilot that was in all three Star Wars movies. He refused to come back for the uh, sequels, even though I think we did get a quick cameo with him, Mm -hmm. if I remember right, in Rise. But yeah, so this would focus more on the pilots, which I think is a fun idea to see what is the life of a rebel pilot like. Yeah, because we only see them in the cockpit, and it's just kind of funny sometimes when you see them, you only see, or, like, you just see a small snippet of them, so I'm excited to kind of learn more about them yeah it would be cool too if they're i don't know if this would be possible later in the game but they've done this in the comics where they take some of the pilots that were with poe in the sequel movies and they give them more of a backstory so it makes it more interesting when you rewatch the movie you're like oh this person was doing that oh this person's like that rather than like you said being just a random pilot yeah so i think it'd be cool if uh since we have gotten kind of through the rumor mill that kevin feige stepping over to the star wars side is going to bring star wars more into a connected universe that would be cool if we get to see the pilots fleshed out in Rogue Squadron and they show up in another movie as just, like, the background pilots that we're used to, but <laughs> yeah. we get that deeper story. Speaking of story, <laughs> the next one that's rumored to come out is a droid story. This was announced, actually, in 2020 at the Disney Investor Day, and this one is going to be an animated TV film on Disney Plus, and it's going to feature R2-D2 and C-3PO, and it's going to focus on them guiding a new hero during a new adventure. So I see this as also coming out after the sequel trilogy, because with everybody who dies in those, <laughs> um, they're, they're probably left not really um, with a master at that point. Yeah. Yeah, this one's really cool. I love the droids. Like, I love R2-D2 and BB-8 and just all of them. So it's going to be... I'm sure we're going to see a lot of different types of droids, too. Yeah. Um, And this, so really excited for for this one especially. What I'm excited for on this one is I feel like it's almost like a spiritual successor to the the droids cartoon series that came out in, like, the... (laughs) I think early 80s. Oh. It was very similar where R2 and C-3PO is about them before they meet Luke. Mm -hmm. So you see them going from like owner to owner and going on crazy adventures with droids and space pirates and (laughs) zany adventures. So I feel like it's going to be in that same vein, which I think would be fun. I think this would be more of a... uh, like a child-friendly animated movie, whereas I know some of the other Star Wars stuff is more like anybody could watch. I think this one would be more zany. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, we also got more information on Taika Waititi writing a Star Wars movie. 
Oh. We just saw him in Free Guy. We did. <laughs> and it was... Well, we'll talk about it more later. <laughs> talk about it more later. Yeah. Um, but he also... Uh, had connections to the Mandalorian. He directed the season one finale. He also voiced IG-11, which I thought was so funny because he's such an animated actor. <laughs> and IG-11 is like so monotone because he's a droid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not robots. They're droids. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, there's not much uh, announced yet for Taika's movie um, besides the fact that since he is busy right now on Thor Love of Thunder, which comes out in 2022, we probably won't see a movie come out for him until possibly uh, December 2025. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the way that this date came up is there is a Star Wars movie being held for that date already. Okay. So that's where they're speculating his would fit in. Um, what do you think Taika would bring to the Star Wars universe? Well, based on, you know, the Thor movies um, and, you know, the Free Guy movie that we saw and other movies that he's, you know, done, it's, I think it's going to be a lot more, like, funnier. like and out of the box that we're not expecting from you know past star wars films so i'm looking forward to that um i mean it's it's gonna be out of this world (laughs) (laughs) or out of the star wars world that we're used to so yeah i'm just looking forward to it being you know really funny even though you know there are funny moments in star wars i think he's definitely gonna help up the ante for that Yeah, um, I'll say this. I'm a huge Taika fan, and the reason I think he stands out for me is he's hysterical, but on top of being hysterical, he's a nerd. Like, you can tell (laughs) from the movies that come out, like, he actually cares about this stuff. Like, when you watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, um, his vampire lore is, like, on point. And when you watch Thor Love and Thunder, he really does present the characters, I think, in a way that it's... It pays a very nice homage to the comic books. So mm-hmm. I just love the work that he's putting out. I think the fact that he was involved in The Mandalorian, he understands the Star Wars universe. He understands the humor that can be found in the Star Wars universe, even if it's hitting Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really excited for his movie. I really want to see his take, and I think he's going to... Uh, be a breath of fresh air that everybody can enjoy in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. Here's one. (laughs) There hasn't (laughs) been a lot of word on this yet. Uh, Not everybody may be happy with this, but Ryan Johnson was said to in uh, December 2017, around the time that The Last Jedi came out, it was announced that he would come back to Star Wars to do a trilogy. Oh. So The Last Jedi is a very contested movie. (laughs) Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some of us are kind of in the middle. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I didn't love or hate it. Like, I thought some of the humor was misplaced. Yeah. And I thought the story could have been better because a lot of it was just a slow speed chase scene. (laughs) But I didn't think it was awful either. Like, he did some interesting things. Well, I think... The the big I don't see the biggest problem or whatever because I'm sure that can be contested but like it was tough for these trilogies because you had so many hands just like in and out of the project Han Solo wow well that first of the trilogies <laughs> but anyway like I'm happy that they are kind of giving a trilogy to one director so that it could kind of 
set up like that they know what's going to happen or what they need to set up in the previous two like the first uh one in the trilogy to like towards the last they know where their end goal is so versus like having to switch out directors so i'm excited that they're having one person kind of man all of them yeah i completely agree i think giving ryan a full trilogy will be a really good choice um because you're right, there were things set up in The uh, Force Awakens mm-hmm. that we didn't really follow through as much. I got rid of right away. Like, <laughs> I'm still angry about Luke getting the lightsaber <laughs> and throwing it over his shoulder. <laughs> I laughed, but I was like, you just trashed yeah. <laughs> all of the last movie in that one moment. But, um, yeah, he he had some good things. Um, and then it just feels like the Emperor was tacked on. For the last one, that could have been built up to a little bit better. But yeah, so Ryan, um, there hasn't been much news, but uh, it's said that he is focusing right now on finishing up the, I did not know this was happening, but the Knives Out trilogy. Wow, okay. I knew there was going to be a sequel, but we're we're planning on a trilogy, so he's just Mr. Trilogy right now. Wow. So with the uh, trilogy and with he's currently working on the TV series Poker Face. So with everything he's got going on, it's speculated that his movie is going to slide into the December 2027 <laughs> date range. So we've got six years to go. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table and having full control and full helm. Because that's what we got with the original trilogy like george lucas oversaw the whole thing there were different directors along the way but he oversaw the whole story yeah that's all we need yeah (laughs) and we also have kevin feige star wars movie Ooh, i know i think everybody's excited about this yeah i'm aside from the droid story (laughs) this is probably (laughs) number two in my list of exciting um ones coming out yeah, so he's going to be creating an upcoming Star Wars movie with the Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy. So I feel like this is like mom and dad coming together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to give us something amazing. And they're also going to act as the producers, Feige and Kennedy. And it looks like as of right now, development has gotten off to a slow start, especially with Feige like mostly focused on phase four right now of marvel oh yeah it's phase four is like pretty heavy because still doing three movies a year as well as pumping out these shows like there's a lot going on in phase four yeah and phase four is important because it kind of sets up a new precedent for the upcoming because you know avengers is done so i mean well the first avengers that we know of is kind of like retired so he's setting up another leg of that storyline that's a good point yeah we're bringing in new actors new Mm -hmm. heroes like there's a lot of groundwork in order to set up probably at least another i think phase five and six we'd get the same heroes and actors before everything kind of resets again yeah (laughs) and then uh last but not least we have uh jd dillard is coming out with a star wars movie Interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's best known for writing and directing uh, Slate, which came out in 2016. And he's also developing a new movie for Lucasfilm alongside the Luke Cage writer, Matt Owens. 
Interesting. I don't really know much about him, so I don't know what to expect, but this will be a cool one. Yeah, I like that he's working with the Luke Cage writer because that had really good action, humor. Everything was really good about Luke Cage. I think everybody would agree on that. And um, just a fun fact, he actually appeared in The Rise of Skywalker as FN1226. (laughs) Oh, okay. You don't remember who he is. I don't. Sorry. Yeah, but besides that, he it's not really known. He's still kind of new to the scene. So um, it's rumored that he may also be directing an upcoming superhero movie. And he may be he's also directing right now a movie called Devotion. So it's not really known or speculated on when his Star Wars movie would come out. But um, it's just said that he's working on one. Probably sometime <laughs> after 2030. Yeah, probably like 2045. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. There's your six uh, Star Wars films in a nutshell. Well, all that Star Wars talk is making me a bit hungry. Okay, and let's get And since we're some still food. in space, oh, let's actually go to uh, this really cool space shop, uh, or <laughs> space restaurant, um, called Space 2020. Um, they announced this a few years ago, um, at, I think D23, but it's basically a restaurant set in space in Epcot. Um, they, Disney just announced a few more details about the restaurant and even provided some um, real-life pictures of what it's going to look like inside. Um, so first off, the name comes from... This, the name Space 2020 comes from the story that you're eating space in this or eating food at a restaurant um, that's 220 feet above Earth, away from Earth. Oh. Yeah, so the way you get into the restaurant is through, like, this space elevator. You're in this chamber, um, and on the floor is is a screen, um, and it's supposed to represent or show you, like, that you're floating from Earth all the way 220 feet up into uh, this restaurant. Um, so that's like your first experience. And then, yeah, a lot of um, you, you basically go into this, the, the actual restaurant itself with windows, with um, screens that show you pictures of space or videos of space as if you're actually eating in space. So I think this is kind of like if you can't afford to go to the Galaxy um, Hotel. <laughs> um, this is Which is most best. people. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the next best thing. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, scheduled to open uh, mid-September of this year. So, actually, next month, it uh, should be set to open up. So, I'm excited for this um, whenever I get to go to Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> whenever the world isn't in shambles. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it's supposed to feature a multi-course prefix meal. Um, I didn't see any cost for price or any, like, pricing... Um, information so they'll probably release that hopefully in the next few weeks and we'll give you some updates on that yay yay we had a weird occurrence happen in (laughs) california adventure alan yeah yeah we had a variant situation so in california adventure uh spider-man was taking photos with guests doing his thing and there was another Spider-Man. A second Spider-Man oh. showed up, and he basically ran over to one of the rails. He was doing handstands on the rails. Uh, there's video actually out there of guests being like, what the heck, going to both Spideys. <laughs> 
But the weird thing about the handrail, Spidey, is he suddenly just started running. Oh. <laughs> he ran into a restroom and uh, <laughs> <laughs> walked out in regular clothes with the uh, footsies still showing, I think, or part of the leggings. And suddenly security was uh, <laughs> walking him out of the park. Yeah, apparently it was, uh, there were videos circulating around TikTok um, of, of the spider variant, <laughs> Spider-Man variant, um, but I'm just curious to see, like, how did he, I don't know, like, they check your bags in Disney, so I'm wondering how they missed it. I wonder if he wore it under his under clothes, yeah. Super, Superman style? Yeah, and in case you didn't know, um, there's very strict rules against wearing costumes in the park, unless it's a special event Mm -hmm. uh, for this very reason, because guests didn't know if he was part of Disney or not, and that can be dangerous. Yeah. Especially if, you know, what happened if he went up to a kid and cussed at them. Yeah. That could be a serious lawsuit. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, it's said that some people have been uh, not only expelled from the park, but also blocked from returning to the park. So uh, there's not a lot of news what happened to this guy, but I would strongly caution you do not mess with Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been videos or just like stories too of people dressing up as Tinkerbell and not even like up to like exactly looking like Tinkerbell and Disney has like turned them away because they look too similar. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, you know, people who like cosplay, cosplay, you know, people, you can't do that at Disney, but you can Disney bound. Yes, I was going to bring up Disney Bounding. Disney Bounding is so much fun. If you haven't heard of it, it's the idea of wearing regular clothes in the style of a character. Yeah. So this is something I used to do. Like one time I wore a plain yellow shirt with a black vest and uh, red shorts. (laughs) Yeah, red shorts. And I was Pinocchio. And people recognized me as Pinocchio, but I wasn't dressed as the character Pinocchio, but you could tell I resembled him. Yeah, and that's the fun part, too, because as you walk around, people will say, like, oh, look, your bounding is Pinocchio or whatnot, and it just gives you, like, the joy of, like, oh, I did I did it right. Yeah, <laughs> and then, of course, like, people do creative things. Like, if you are, say, Snow White, I've seen girls wearing, like, an apple necklace or, like, mm-hmm. little accessories like that. So it's just... Uh, Nice, like Alan said, to be recognized, but also people sometimes stop you and want to take a picture or like, oh, you really interpreted this well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Disney bounding. It's fun. Try it. (laughs) When we all get our uh, magical keys. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More news about the park. So at Walt Disney World, um, Disney Parks chairman Josh Tomorrow actually confirmed that they're developing a new app called the Disney Genie, which is a trip planning tool. So this is a way for guests to plan their day, book um, kind of like a max pass, book their fast passes for different rides, and I, I'm sure like ordering food and all of that stuff. I don't know if this is going to be replacing the Disneyland app because you can already um, you know get your virtual queues and order uh, mobile ordering for food. Um, but this is going to be interesting to see. Um, and also, some people are saying this might be a like a paid. Uh, extra experience on top of your vacation. Um, so I'm sure, you know, once they get all the kinks out for the app um, and people use it, um, we'll have more information about it. 
Yay! Yeah. You know what would be more exciting about this, though? What? If they had, like, good Greek food in the park. I love mm. Greek food, Mediterranean food. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> where, but where would they find it? There's no pavilion in, you know, Epcot. I feel like this would fit great in Epcot, where it's multinational. First off, and they have a lot of good food. Um, but there's no, I guess you would have, like, a Greek pavilion in it. What a good idea. We should start a petition. We should. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> a petition has actually been started, and it's gaining some steam yeah. for a Greek pavilion. Yeah, I. it would be really cool to see. I mean, Greece, I've never been there, but, like, pictures I see just look beautiful. Um, so... You know, I would really it would be really cool to see, you know, the Greek style buildings with a lot of the the white and blue roofs um, just like throughout the that section would be awesome. And, yeah, like, why not have some great Greek food while you're at it? Yeah. So, OK, <laughs> when Alan first told me about this, he was like the Greece pavilion. I was like. How does that fit in? Because my mind went to, like, you walk into the pavilion and you hear Sandy. <laughs> like, Grease the musical. I'm like, that's not Disney. But then I realized, oh, Grease is in the actual Grease that yeah. I should have thought of first. And then he's like, yeah, it'd be cool to have Hercules there. It's like, Hercules wouldn't fit in Grease. And he's like, yeah, he would. His dad is Grease Lightning. <laughs> Th- lightning. Lightning. God of Thunder. God of Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it totally makes sense. I hate you. <laughs> Good. But yeah, I think this would be cute. I think it would be really cool if they were able to make like it into an island. So, mm. you know, like you walk out onto the water and have food on the water, which would resemble Greece. You would also need to make people figure out how people can walk. Well, the there would be like a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I mean, it's just. The possibilities are endless um, for the different types of pavilions you can have at uh, Epcot. I know there is one push to have a Brazilian uh, pavilion (laughs) (laughs) over there, too. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I would love Brazilian barbecue. Mm. That'd be awesome. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty about Epcot, too, is that just like it's always growing. And in the words of Disney or Walt Disney himself, you know, the park's never completed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our episode's almost completed, so that's a thing. Aww. Aww. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to give you a cover Disney for the week, and then we're going to get into our spoiler-free review A Free Guy. But, wait, Free Guy is Disney? Well, it's free for anyone to talk about. Wow. Well, it was developed by Fox, mm-hmm. and Fox is under Disney, that makes sense. Now. Yay! And we'll get, talk more about it after our cover Disney. After our cover Disney. So on this cover Disney, uh, this is a band we actually listened to a few times going uh, to and from San Diego, but Alan didn't realize it because he hates my music and tunes it out. This comes from a band called the Tiger Army. This was actually a bonus track on the Nightmare Revisited album, and I just love it because... I've loved Tiger Army for a long time. You played Tiger Army while we were driving from San Diego back? Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't listening. I know. <laughs> uh, this is actually Oogie's song from Nightmare Revisited. Oh. Here, take a listen. Okay. Well, well, well. What have we here? Sandy Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one 
everybody's talking about. All right, thank you for listening. What did you think of that song? It was good. It makes me want to go on uh, the Haunted Mansion <laughs> holiday right now. Oh, that's coming soon. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we saw Free Guy. Yes, we did. So before we get into it, what was your overall uh, thoughts on Free Guy? I loved it. Well, <laughs> I was joking with Sean before the movie started because... Similar to how Black Widow was, where it felt like the trailer has been out for like years, uh, I'm just—I was just happy to finally watch the movie because I know that I probably won't see the trailer as much anymore. <laughs> but I loved it. There were a lot. Wait, of- did you mention that we saw a trailer for Free Guy, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> waiting for Free Guy? That was the ultimate, like, wow. Yeah, they're like, we have to show you one more time before you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no it was good um i was really surprised by it because again the thing too with trailers i was scared that they were just showing us the whole movie basically so you can kind of put a thought of what the movie's about but there were still a lot of you know surprises throughout the movie uh, things that we didn't expect um and my favorite part since this is like a, uh, the spoiler free uh review there is some nods to Disney or Marvel that were really cool. Yeah. Then <laughs> not really like Easter eggs or anything because they're just blatantly out there. But. Yeah. So this movie uh, was from Sean Levy. So we know him from Big Fat Liar, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Night at the Museum movies, and Stranger Things. He was the director. And it was uh, the screenplay was by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn. Uh, if you haven't seen the millions of previews they've shown for it, <laughs> it stars uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer, L- Lil Rel Howery, <laughs> Utkarsh M. Butker, Joe Keery, <laughs> and Taika Waititi. Yeah. Taika Waititi was really funny in this. Yeah. But yeah, okay, just like Alan was saying, uh, I knew this would be good. Because I'm the demographic. I'm a video game player. It's uh, very much my type of humor. So I knew I'd enjoy it. I didn't know I'd enjoy it as much as I did. (laughs) I think this movie has a lot of heart. It has a lot of comedy. And in, in between all the ridiculousness and hilarity, I think it makes a really good point about, you know, living out there in life not throwing yourself so much into social media or into your computer because you may be missing out on a human connection that's been staring you in the (laughs) face and also i think it it makes a very subtle in my opinion nod to like why are we playing all these hyper angry hyper action games Mm -hmm. when we're missing out on other ways of enjoying games that aren't maybe like blowing things up or stealing from the bank. So um, I don't think it like beats you over the head with that message, but I found that message within it. And I mean, I'm not someone who's going to say we shouldn't be playing games like that. I love me, my resident evil series, (laughs) but I do think there should be a balance. Like at a certain point, like 
maybe you shouldn't be completely like absorbed in a super violent game. Like maybe you should step out of it and like try playing dream daddy (laughs) (laughs) or just experience life outside of Uh, experience (laughs) life. So yeah, this movie, um, it's been compared to like ready player one, the Truman show, the matrix, the Lego movie and very heavily grand theft auto. (laughs) Well also, um, Wreck-It Ralph. I felt I got a oh, lot yeah. of Wreck-It Ralph vibes in this movie. A lot of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really find myself bored during the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think some of the parts they showed in the trailer may have been a little spoilerish, but I don't really think it gave away too much of the film. Yeah. And it's not one of those ones where all the funny parts are in the trailer. Cause I was laughing the whole movie. Yeah. There were a lot of funny <laughs> parts in this movie and it's just, it crosses so many genres too. Cause you have your action, you have your, your fantasy and romance, even comedy. There's just a lot of, um, a lot of things to enjoy. I think it's just something that everyone can enjoy really. Yeah, I think it's fun for the family. There is, you know, some like uh, language and some a little more adult humor in it, but nothing too like crazy. It's not Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this movie right now is holding an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's as of uh, this is Sunday that we're recording. We're <laughs> recording in the 11th hour because of our San Diego trip. But yeah. we wanted to bring you the latest news. Latest and greatest. Uh, box office is at 50.9 million out of a budget of around 100 to 125 million. So they still got uh, some money to make back. But I think they will with uh, this just being the opening weekend and them making half of it. And then plus, you know, coming to Disney Plus and boosting uh, membership there because we get it 45 days after the mm-hmm. theater release on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think this was a very successful movie. Yeah, and like compared to the other movies that we've been seeing in theaters recently, the theater was pretty like filled up pretty well. Yeah, I actually put my mask back on because <laughs> usually we're like in the very back of the theater with the wall behind us and nobody's around us. But this time there were people, not like right next to us, but like in front of us and behind us. So yeah. yeah, it filled out the theater a little bit more. This was another one that's kind of an experiment (laughs) because uh shang chi and free guy are the two that they're releasing 45 days after it hits theaters yeah and there's already talk of disney being happy with the movie because a sequel oh maybe in the works yeah i'm excited for that for sure because i i mean the story did end you know it, it gave a really good solution or ending but like i would like to see where this um, this goes. Do you have any thoughts on where a sequel could go? Well, I don't want to give spoilers or anything, okay. but I do think that the, I guess the villain or the anti-hero or the, the, I guess you can say villain in the movie. Like he wasn't really like defeated, defeated. So he's still around. So maybe he'll come back and, do something i don't know make a rivalry something <laughs> it's hard to say something without <laughs> I know. spoilers yeah i think um there's a few ways it could go like i could see i mean i know it would take it to more of a magical kind of place but with the way sequels usually go like i could see if there's some way to bring 
Ryan Reynolds character into the real world and he's experiencing the real world as someone who grew up in the video game world or even if like they did kind of a Wreck-It Ralph thing where he explores different games Mm, that would be cool yeah so I think there's potential like any time and space on a video game like I think there's so many doors that they could do yeah and Disney owns a lot of properties too yeah (laughs) you can go anywhere really and uh, if you haven't seen it already, you can even check out. Uh, there's different um, video game covers that they threw Free Guy yeah. into. Like the, the one that I remember the most is Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a little chibi form of uh, Free Guy with the winged hat. So check those out too. You can find those by doing just a simple Google search. And I think there's like 11 covers, or was it six? I didn't count how many, but there is there's a good amount. Definitely. At least six. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's all we have for you for this week. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but it's good. Yeah. Very good. So uh, if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about Dazzler, if you're an X-Men fan, check me out on Power of X-Men. Also check out my site, uh, magichavoc.com, which links you to my other projects like uh, Hanging with the Hollowells, A Charmed rewatch podcast with hi kevin (laughs) and you can find my book witches brew through there on amazon and you can find my etsy store uh, magic havoc through there what else can you find you can also find us on another podcast (laughs) called once upon a cult where we have sean and myself plus rachel and victoria um on it just talking about a cult for the per episode and whether or not it's an actual cult yeah, on that one last week we did Alistair Crowley, which is <laughs> crazy. And uh, this next week you can hear about Celestial Seasonings, yeah. the tea company, <laughs> and how that relates to a cult. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.